0: Welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Friday Night's Day Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at Pete This is episode 125 of First Things First. Head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com for all additional podcast information. If you have an Apple device or an Android device, please feel free to download the FanStream Sports app. Then head over to our Facebook page. Like that page. Additional content out there as well please feel free to share that with your friends and family this will be the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl recap and what a day for Notre Dame football fans players you name it Notre Dame wins in a dominating performance both offensively and defensively 40 to 8 over Oregon State that's the largest victory margin for any Notre Dame football team throughout their story history largest bowl victory ever I can't say it ever 32 points Notre Dame has never won by that amount of points throughout their storied history But some initial observations about this game. Isn't it great to have CBS do a game for Notre Dame? Uh, I believe, do not quote me on this, but I'm 99.9% sure. This is the first game that CBS had for Notre Dame since 2018. I believe that was a nighttime game against Navy in San Diego. I looked over the schedule uh, this week, and I couldn't find a game that CBS would have broadcast. But I can't say enough. I always say their sound is better. Their announcers are better. Now, granted, they did shank some names today but i'll forgive him for that as a a last name is Thidoff, it's been mispronounced so many times i kind of heard that for some of the notre dame players today but as i said earlier i'll I'll forgive that for cbs and i just can't say enough as a kid in the 80s i'd watch notre dame whether it was a home game or away game and up until when nbc uh got the home contract in 1991 I just always loved it when CBS uh, did a Notre Dame game. I just can't say enough. The sound quality, the announcers, you name it. Just so much better. Uh, Kudos to CBS for doing a solid uh, job today. And it also seemed, even though this was a sub-tier bowl game, let's face it, uh, it was sold out today. And with that great coverage that CBS had today, it felt bigger than what it actually was. You could hear the crowd. You could sense the excitement. It sounded like there was mostly Notre Dame fans there, but kudos to CBS. I can't say it enough. Uh, Sam Hartman was on the sidelines. We knew that was going to be the case. Uh, Steve Angeli would be the quarterback. He's mentored Steve throughout the season. He's done a great job. His leadership is, uh, uh, I can't say enough, second to none uh, for Notre Dame. He's uh, really, uh, even though we knew he wasn't going to play in this game uh, and before that throughout the season, he's been a great leader for Notre Dame. Just a great, uh, even though he's only been at Notre Dame for one year, and that'll be it, uh, great ambassador for Notre Dame but he was in the sunglasses on the sidelines and it looked like he could either be a CIA agent or auditioning for the Broadway play to Jesus Christ Superstar either way I think Sam Hartman could do it he definitely has that look uh or he's Tom Selleck's long lost son that he never knew uh he had what other initial observations I had also today you saw uh that Notre Dame has a lot of depth you're going, you're going to hear oh Notre Dame won today by 32 points but Oregon State didn't have their full deck that's the case they didn't have their coach he's at Michigan State now DJ he opted out or I didn't opt out he's now in the transfer portal again I don't even know where he signed but anyway well Notre Dame had the same issue however we had the depth to combat the transfer portal uh guy sitting out for the NFL you're starting to see now even though I've been a big critic not just me but other people as well of Marcus Freeman for the results so far at Notre Dame it's not college football playoff yet or competing for a national title, you're starting to see with his solid recruiting that he's had, the depth is there now. You saw, despite all the people that were not playing today, Notre Dame is still very talented, uh, whether it's the second string or even some third string players or just players that played this year but not Uh, full-time. You're seeing that right now. In 2018, when Notre Dame competed in the college football playoff, uh for the first time uh, they also competed in 2020 but in that Clemson game it was a pretty close game but then uh Julian Love a uh, very talented cornerback at the time gets hurt we did not have the cornerback depth at the time Trevor Lawrence goes off and before you know it we lose we'll either 30 to 3 or 33 to 3. now granted too we did not have a a great quarterback uh to lead us to the so-called promise lane Ian Book yes he was a solid quarterback at Notre Dame but not a superstar uh however i think that game would have been closer had we had the depth back in 2018 but initial observation too you probably saw today we do have that depth and that's going to propel us to me hopefully for a successful 2024 also today to finish 10 and 3 i know that's not the ultimate goal now with the 12 team playoff uh, it's either make the playoffs or bust for me you cannot miss the playoffs anymore since it's a 12 team field uh, 9 and 4 sounds a lot better than 10 and 3 and that's can propel you for a 2024, uh, successful season. A lot of, a lot of positives for a 10 and three instead of a nine and four. So now let's look at the dominating stats that Notre Dame had today on both sides of the ball, 24 first downs to 10 for Oregon state total yards, 468 Notre Dame, 197 Oregon state passing 232 to 195 Oregon state. A lot of that for Oregon state passing was on the last two drives. And let's face it if notre dame doesn't have its third string defense in this is probably a shutout today for notre dame but it is what it is i feel pretty confident to say if the third string defense isn't in at the end of the game notre dame shuts out oregon state rushing this is listen to this 236 notre dame two rushing yards for oregon state great job by, by the defense today as they have been pretty much throughout the throughout the season the defense it's been the strong point or the strong area of this team, I should say, uh, time of possession, 40 minutes for Notre Dame, only 20 for Oregon state. And even though it was pretty much just a seven to zero lead throughout most of the first half, we ended up going up 14 to nothing at halftime, but you felt like Notre Dame should be up by a lot more. I kept thinking, yes, we should be up by more than 14 points. But if anything, since the margin is two to one in time and possession, even by the first half, Notre Dame is eventually going to wear down Oregon state we didn't have to wear them down. We even just played a better second half in all facets of the game. And if you look at the individual stats here, and this was the thing, the only thing that kind of got, I thought Steve Angeli would have been the MVP of the game. No, it was Jordan Faison who had a great game. And Jordan Faison, initially, I think he had a a lacrosse scholarship and he was a walk-on or preferred walk-on at Notre Dame. He ended up getting a uh, full scholarship for the football program and i think he's still going to play lacrosse as well but true freshman and i can't say enough he kind of reminds me like a wes welker type receiver but if you look, he was five receptions 115 yards average of 23 yards per reception today for one touchdown a pass from steve angeli if you look at steve angeli who many say he, at best he would just be a backup quarterback at notre dame Even if that, I will take him as a backup quarterback. I've said this in prior podcasts. If he's our Frank Reich uh, for Riley Leonard next year, that's a hell of a backup quarterback. Frank Reich was a backup to Jim Kelly for the Buffalo Bills back in the 90s. Great backup quarterback and led the uh, greatest comeback in uh, playoff history in the NFL. Uh, I'm just hoping Steve Angeli stays. He could, I think he will. To me, he still probably has about a year and a half to graduate if not less Uh, once you graduate Steve I can see you you know transferring out and I get that uh, to be a starter somewhere but come back one more year he is a he's an injury away from me the starting quarterback at Notre Dame in my opinion I hope the coaching staff agrees with me but Steve Angeli 15 out of 19 232 yards his average completion was 12.2 yards that's pretty damn good three touchdowns here's the key no interceptions he did fumble the ball but that was an effort player it was a I think it was like a second and 13 yards or second and third second and 13 and we were backed up inside the five yard line It was pretty much a quarterback draw you never he did not run the ball until today and he was trying to get the first down and he leaped over the defender took a pretty good shot fumbled the ball you can't let that happen but at least that was an effort play that he did make a mistake there the only other mistake he made as well, he did have two delay of games. But other than that, he pretty much played a flawless game, in my opinion. Uh, rushing, uh, Jadarian Price, 13 carries, 106 yards, uh, a touchdown as well. Jeremiah Love, 15 yards, or 15 carries for 39 yards. He kept thinking without Aldrick Estime, the running game would suffer today. No, we still had that five-headed monster, now four-headed monster in that running back room. And you, you just see that depth. I can't say enough. Notre Dame now has the depth, if there's a key injury, that they can compete for a national title or a college football playoff for um besides Jordan Faison, I mentioned his stats before five for 115, one TD. Jaden Thomas, four receptions, 59 yards for one touchdown. It was great to see him uh back in action today. He had a hamstring injury late in the season, where I think he missed four games. I remember going to that uh 2022 spring game and saying, hey, this this guy's got some talent and he just needs to see some field action and the more he plays you're going to see how talented he is the same with steve angeli again going back to the 2022 spring game when he was a early enrollee freshman at notre dame and he led them to the uh, go-ahead touchdown i don't know if it was the blue team or the gold team but uh it's just kind of eerily similar for both those two players that kind of started at that spring game and hopefully it continues for the both of them Uh, what else today? Defense, what can I say? They had, let's see here, four sacks, eight tackles for losses. Uh, Jordan Patello, he was actually the lineman. uh, I didn't know there was such a thing. MVP lineman uh, for the game. He had five tackles. It looked like he hurt his shoulder, but he was, uh, when he was holding up the MVP trophy, it looked like the shoulder was fine. And that's great to see. He's probably going to be back next year. And he's kind of been a kid where he just hasn't how can I say this, uh, just hasn't had his head on straight his entire four years, except for the this last year. He's pretty much uh, had his head on straight, no off the field issues, but I can't say, it. it just looks like he's totally locked in now and hopefully he has a great fifth year season next year, because uh, I believe he will be back for Notre Dame. But it's great to see that he's been, like I said, struggling with some issues on and off the field, but now seems to be locked in uh, to finish his uh, uh, career at Notre Dame, uh, very successfully what else here that's about it uh Spencer Schrader this was kind of a weird thing he was the MVP for the special teams and I was just like but he he met, missed another field goal but with special teams it's it's probably either the kicker or someone if they ran a kickback or a punt return back for a touchdown we did not have that today so there really wasn't much left to choose from for Notre Dame so as having said that my last talking point for the day 2024. What is this uh propel us for, for 2024? Obviously, to win a bowl game, even though this wasn't the greatest bowl game to win, uh, it's you still want it. And you want it in dominating for fashion without some of your big guns, aldrich Estime, uh, pretty much a manufactured offensive line today. Uh, a true freshman at left tackle and Charles jagasaw The guy's huge. The future is bright for Notre Dame if we just You know stay the course, as i should say where no major injuries even though we do have that depth as i said before and this quarterback uh i know riley leonard is probably going to be the starter next year but if steve angeli stays this is going to be a very um i hate to use the word interesting because people, people always say interesting to see interesting to see many things are interesting to see i want to say very intriguing 2024 spring ball for notre dame especially if Steve Angeli is still there, and I still think he will be. You still have, Steve, you only have a year and maybe a semester to go before you graduate because he was an early enrollee at Notre Dame. You're only an injury away from being the the starter at Notre Dame, and weirder things have happened. Uh, What else? Marcus Freeman, it was said after the game, he has now tied Charlie Weiss for the most amount of wins for your first two years as a Notre Dame coach. I know i've been a big critic this year especially because this is year two i gave him a mulligan last year but that's something to say i know charlie weiss it didn't end up being after his first two years it was pretty much mediocrity at best at notre dame but not defensively his defenses were atrociously bad at notre dame even though he did recruit and get manti teo but that was it the thing is marcus freeman is selling notre dame pretty damn good right now in recruiting I think today, especially that last drive in the first half, the clock was slowly winding down. We still had three timeouts left, but you could tell Marcus Freeman kind of was under control with that drive. He's like, I got faith in uh, Steve Angeli right now. We got to use our timeouts. We will, but we're going to milk this clock. So Oregon State doesn't have much chance uh, to score at the end of the half. And I just thought that last drive at the end of the first half, Marcus Freeman was really relaxed but locked in and that comes with the experience of being a head coach I'm not saying he's going to be new Rockney. I think we're still slowly starting to see maybe he's coming into his own as a head coach he's still a really young guy he's only 38 I believe and who knows maybe next year we still see eight and four nine and three again but the way this season ended and the way the recruiting is going right now Don't count Marcus Freeman out. I'm still going to be pretty damn hard on him next year because if he does not make the playoffs, it's a, to me, I don't want to say a disaster of a season, but a failure of a season. If you do not make a 12-team playoff next year, Uh, what else here? Just trying to go over everything that I wanted to go over. Oh, another thing too. This was the uh, first time also, or not first time, but first time since 2013 when we won the Pinstripe Bowl excuse me, in Yankee Stadium, and then that great win over LSU in 2014 to beat LSU in the Music City Bowl. Uh, That team in 2014, that was a big win over LSU. Again, that was a sub-tiered bowl, but that propelled them for a 2015 season. And to my opinion, I've said this before, the most talented Brian Kelly team. However, we just, had they stayed healthy and had a competent defensive coordinator and not being Brian Van Gorder, that team I think would have competed for a national title They, they went still- to the Fiesta Bowl they're kind of outmanned by that that was a pretty damn good OSU team coming off their own national title of the previous season but uh that propelled them for the next season I think this 2024 team I know that's not LSU it wasn't a really close game like that LSU game was in the Music City Bowl but I just think after today I know this was not a great Oregon State team uh however With the players that barely played this year, to put a performance like that um, on the field today, that speaks volumes. And Steve Angeli, do not count this kid out. I've said it before today, ever since that spring game, watching him, is he's a cool, collective dude. Let me tell you right now, he doesn't let, the only issue today, I forgot to mention too, he, he should have thrown the ball away a couple of times. He got sacked, I think, two or three times. The delay of game calls, but pretty much his passes were on the money uh he he ran really good today too i just can't say enough do not count this kid out right now but i can't say enough great game from the irish today great way to end the season 10 and 3 sounds a lot better than 10 and 4 but thank you so much for joining me for episode 124 and as always go irish